Are we on the internet? We are. Hello, internet. Welcome to the show. My name's Chris. Today we have with us... Turn the stream off. Sorry, I'm sending it to people. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now you're allowed then. We're outside today because it is a beautiful spring day, even, uh, even at night. We're running a new... New thing today. A live stream switch here. Ryan has, uh, his company has invested in some live stream equipment. Um, so what's that called again? This is, is that from Blackmagic? Yeah, this is the uh, Blackmagic Atom Mini Pro. Yeah, so it's like a live switcher. So uh, I don't know how many people are on the live stream, but thanks for hopping on. We have with me today Michael Yadvish, as always, and producing Mr. Ryan Lau. And uh, we're live to the world right now, uh, but it's good to see you guys. It's good to see you too. It's good to be back in your backyard. Yeah, the last time we were in my backyard was uh, October or November or something like that. That long ago? Yeah. We went outside and, in October? No, nah, it was, I think it was, what's, what comes before October? September. <laughs> oh, September. I did it backwards. Yeah, it was September, I think. Wow, it was our last time. <laughs> I don't know my months very well. No, it's nice out here. Yeah, so, um, I mean, I guess first thing on the agenda was I bought a camera. <laughs> oh, just going in colder. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you like it? <laughs> it's very cute. It's called the Sigma FP, which I oh, I have a actually interesting. This might be fact of the show right here. Can anybody take any guesses as to what FP stands for? First person. <laughs> First person and full person. <laughs> Fortissimo piano, because it's a big sound in a little. Oh, I don't like that. It's a, oh, you, really? you don't like that? It's just sounds... It's so cute. I thought it meant something more. That means that's perfect. It's cute. Fuck you guys. <laughs> I love it. It fits. Being a, being a musician, too, I really Oh, CJ it. says full okay. picture. Oh, that's not a bad yes. Yeah. It doesn't. Greggy it says future though. pain. <laughs> future. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see over the next few weeks. So basically. Fractured planter. This this camera came out a year ago, um, maybe even a little more than that, maybe a year and a half ago. And I I remember looking at articles and like sending it, like Josh sent it, you know, like oh this new a, a company that doesn't really make cameras came out with a camera, a company known for their lenses comes out with a camera, and it was like this big thing. And then it kind of just disappeared, and you, and you never really heard anybody talk anymore about it. And now, just a, a few months ago, they released a follow-up to this camera, the FP, I think it's an L or something. Yeah, the FPL, which, um, same form factor, but, you know, improvements all around. So, it runs for, you can still buy it from Sigma for $1,800, but I bought this one used for $1,300 on eBay. But yeah, this thing is meant to be like a stripped-down, kind of a modular camera in the same way that Red uses their like modular form factor with like the brain and then you put all the extra parts on it. It's the same philosophy with this. This thing is meant to record high quality images. The way you get them out of it is by putting other stuff on it. <laughs> so this is kind of in a way the brain even though it can record cinema DNG raw internal um but only like 20 minutes. <laughs> what do you think you would use? Yeah. To, oh, to record? Yeah. So the other options for recording is they partnered with Blackmagic as well as Atmos. So you could throw a Blackmagic recorder on this, which is a little bit more than the Atmos, but you can record Blackmagic RAW. Oh. You can literally use that as the codec if you get that uh, recorder. I think it's like 800 bucks. Or you get the Ninja and you get ProRes, ProRes RAW. Yeah. And you get 4K full frame, tiniest full frame camera ever made. Swallow that. <laughs> I hear this Sigma rap over here. <laughs> I'm so excited. It's just, it's just no one talks about it. It's interesting, Chris. Why, why now? Why this? Are you reading? From I'm reading here? my notes <laughs> verbatim. Why now? Oh, why this? What made you buy a camera? Being a cinematographer, and uh, so you've been working professionally for about five years, and you've never owned your own camera before, which is interesting. A fact on its own being a cinematographer, that you don't even have your own camera. Well, um, I mean, I got, uh, it's to the point where I'm just, uh, I have money. <laughs> I have money and I'm tired of like borrowing and lugging stuff around. And there is something to just having, I have my my preferences when I want to shoot stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, there's something to just owning something and having having that in your arsenal so that you can just pick it up and go and go do something. Oh, yeah. Usability. I, I talked about this some um, when we were talking about, you know, 
making music and stuff or, or doing live streams. Like I started live streaming on my gaming channel, Tech Lobster, and I have that set up so that within a couple minutes, I can have it up and going. Like I have my lights all on a little board. That way, spur of the moment, if I, you know what, I'm going to go do a live stream. I can hit a couple buttons and I'm going. And it's the same thing with this. If I can just have this set up and ready to go, I'm gonna, it's going to be easier for me to, you know, I'm going to go out and shoot something. And I don't have, oh, I got to rent this. I got to borrow that, you know. And this seems like a great method to, great base. to make that happen of just small, portable, but a powerhouse in terms of image quality. The Lego of cameras. Yeah. <laughs> Are you just saying that? You know, it makes me think you can start with a base and then you can build up. Oh, I yeah. thought you like heard that somewhere. No, I just made that up. Oh. At first, when you told me you bought what camera you bought, I was like, oh, interesting. I was thinking to myself, oh, why wouldn't Chris buy the Black Magic or something? Why wouldn't he buy something along the lines of the things we've been using? And then I thought about it more. I was like, oh, well, it makes sense if he's buying a camera for himself to either not do his own thing, but kind of like have a multi tool of a camera, you know we have like specialty cameras for when we need to do something or we do something special or something along those lines. Well, yeah, you it's think just about like that? for anything big that we're doing, we would obviously use that. But for anything either personal or even B-cam sure. stuff, this fits right into that niche of like usable enough to get fantastic stuff out of. Maybe not as practical to have as a main cam on set because, you know, you still have things to solve like the battery issue and like some other things. But um, yeah. for, for certain things, I think it makes perfect sense. I'm trying to think of some of the cons and I, I literally can't remember a lot of them because a lot of them just didn't apply to what I would use it for. It's probably a lot of photo related things. Exactly. Well, that I was telling you, you know, a lot of the reviews were photo focused and I was like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah you know autofocus tracking is i was like i'm used to that coming from panasonic <laughs> we might as well not even have autofocus yeah anyway yeah i'm i'm excited man i'm excited for you yeah and again this is small enough too you could pop this on a ronin sc but yeah like you said it's kind of that all-around multi-tool that's just uh con nice and convenient for um for that style of shooting. So do you think you're going to try to pimp it out and just keep buying like, somewhat attachments and yeah, I mean to to a to a degree, I'd love to. I mean, like I said, the the best image quality you're going to get out of it is with something like an Atmos. So I might want to pick in one of those up in the future. I don't just because you can't. You know, I don't know. It depends. It is something that is just it's modular. You know, you can yeah. do it. Do what you want with it. Did you see they came out with that that link? Remember Josh sent the new Shinobi. It's not a recorder. It's just the regular it's a screen. It's the five inch, but it's the seven. Yeah, I love seven inch screen. Is there man. anything different about it though? I don't care. It's the seven inch screen. <laughs> <laughs> but oh my god, it's freaking Atmos! They they I, I wrote them an email about this because I was so <laughs> pissed off. Why in God's name, when you're using the crop function, you know you want to see what a cine, cinema crop looks like two two four or whatever, and they put the crosshair in the middle, and you can't get rid of it. Oh. And it's white and it's, yeah. And the borders on the thing. I was like, I don't want that. Who wants that? <laughs> if anything, it should be more people don't want that than right. do want. I mean, I know I listen, I know I'm like definitely in the minority of like, I just don't see though how someone can, can, it just disrupts the image. It disrupts the flow of, you know, left to right. It must it's, come from broadcast. I, I don't know. I, I can't understand it. Um, but yeah, I wrote them an email. And I was like, yo, any chance we can get a firmware update going on here? And they were just like, just put in a request that'll never get done. <laughs> it's like all the Adobe, like, you know, things, yeah. you know, submit a request. Uh, just goes into the abyss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things that's just never going to get, not enough people want. But I just, oh, see, that's where it comes in. Uh, now I'm going on rants, I'm sorry, but that's where... uh the small HD. Oh, yeah. The small HD software is so much better because you can customize everything. It's almost like, yeah, I love the price, the price of the Atomos with the software, the software of the small <laughs> HD. Because I do think the small HDs, I mean, maybe they've gotten better. The 702 Lite served me well, but the build quality was just horrendous. So mm. for how much I paid for it, I just, I actually, 
well, I probably shouldn't put this on record, but <laughs> you know how the plate broke, so it oh, like, yeah. goes off all the time. I was supposed to send that in for it was under warranty. I was gonna get it fixed, but then I forgot, and now it's out of warranty. Yeah. So I'm just gonna send it anyway, <laughs> and like hope they fix it. <laughs> maybe the maybe they won't send it back. <laughs> yeah. That was another thing. I was thinking if I want to eventually invest in lenses too. I was like, ooh, I could get some nice, like a twenty prime mm, on on a full frame. How about that that cheap uh, anamorphic? The Ceru. Ah, I, I gotta do more research on those. It's probably not that good. But... I don't think they're that good because they're only one point three three crop. I got, well, okay, you got you guys gotta watch. I sent it to Ryan. Somebody did a really nice, like, documentary length dive into anamorphic lenses. So, so well produced. I wish I knew the name offhand. It didn't even have that many. I was like, this deserves more views. It like literally looks like it should be on TV. Like a really well produced documentary on the history and the technical aspects all about anamorphic lenses. They went into like, you know, everything that was used on Blade Runner, everything that was used on like, it's fantastic. You would love it. I wonder if it's the same guy. It could be the same channel who did the, the deep dive into those FD lenses. No, I, I think it is. I think it is. That stuff was really well produced, right? Yeah. He's incredibly. Uh, yeah, he's a, it's like one guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's a man, right? <laughs> it's a man. A human man. No. Oh, he was human? Oh, yeah. Oh, your guy wasn't. Yeah, he was totally alien. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. No, uh, the uh, he had a thumbnail. It was like, had alien. That's what made me get the vintage, the, that vintage 85. I think it's the same guy. Yeah. He did it. I learned so much. I was like so well presented. They partnered with a bunch of, well, not even partnered. They just, I guess they reached out to a bunch of companies that sent them uh, anamorphic lenses to like do tests with. And they did all these great tests. But yeah, you, you got to watch it too, right? It's like media division is the channel. You ever see those those thumbnails? It's not that many views. No, not that many subs. Well, the one, many the one I watched had maybe 75,000 views. It's not loading. Yeah. But like, these videos are very high quality. Dude, we should try and get them on the podcast. <laughs> um, oh, there it is. It's like the newest video. I watched. I watched it. You then? How do you not know what I'm talking? About? <laughs> it was a long time. It was like that oh, video was. Th- it was three months ago. Oh, okay, okay. I just watched it last week. Yeah. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, this is the thing that he t- talked about in that video of, you know, the conception is everybody thinks. Uh, the one point three three. Like, oh, that's not as good as two, two x squeeze, and there's not as much of a difference as you think. Besides the literal stretch of the oval bokeh, it pretty much has like even if you squeeze it a little bit, you still get the same quality flares, which is like the unbelievable flares, yeah. to me. I was like, wait, seriously, you don't need to do that much to it to. So that's what people love this for. Is you still get most of the characteristics. Besides the super, I mean, the, the the bokeh starts to oval a little bit, and it's it's a more subtle look, which honestly isn't even bad in some cases. You might you might like that subtlety of it. So, wait, if you so if it's only a one point three three squeeze, you know how I I was talking about on the other show. The focal length is different. It is different. It little it magnifies only one point three three. Yeah, that's true. That's interesting. Yeah, I just thought about that. But isn't it, all, isn't it still the same focal length, but it's wider? Like you get more on the left and right? A 50 millimeter out of two is the width of a 24 or 25. Mm. It gets confusing. <laughs> but a 1.33 would be the width of a, I don't know, what, less than that? They're in the 30s? <laughs> I guess in the 30s? High 30s or 40s? Anyway. Yeah, I was looking into it. That was a really good video. <laughs> oh, Chris, you're not the only one who got a new toy this week. What did you get? Mike? A refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> what brand? <laughs> uh, Apple. Hewlett Pack. Apple. Yes, yeah, this is the uh, Apple Fridge Air. <laughs> Frid- the Frigid Air. <laughs> the Apple Fridge Air. Apple, you need idea, guys? I got you. <laughs> yeah. So, what'd you buy, Mike? I got a new laptop. 
<gasps> you should have brought it. Did you bring it? We could have shared toys. You son of a gun. Ah. Excuse me? That the build isn't any different, I don't think. The build of the, the laptop. laptop. It looks the same as the last one. They just changed the insides. It's the insides. It's cut it's guts are different. <laughs> I almost bought your laptop. Yeah, this thing's good. The build is just crappy. It's just not it's got great specs. I would say the user experience is not fantastic. But I bought it because because of the specs and I I kind of do need a PC for my music stuff and I have so many plugins that are like PC only. It's like a whole thing and gaming. Yeah. Yeah, and gaming. So I need I needed that ecosystem a little bit more than I needed like the fluidity of the Mac. Well, that's what I thought I needed too. I thought I needed something I can game on. I don't make music, but I need to game. And, uh, <laughs> and that was really it. And well, like, then you found out that that wasn't as true as much as you thought. Yeah, I was like, wait, why would I ever play games on my laptop? <laughs> and you're a console gamer, mostly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I think you made a. I think you made a reasonable choice for sure. I mean, so far, I haven't. I think I have to plug it on the charger now, but because I'm I'm like in the 30s now, but I've been using it every other day <laughs> since I got it for like hours at a time. I yeah, charged dude, it yet. that's phenomenal. It's crazy. It's very fast. I don't know if it's just because it's brand new, but I've been running running Premiere Pro off of a plugin SSD. And the thing is like, it opens up, the project opens up faster and I can work faster than my desktop does. Yeah, yeah. Right now. I believe it. Yeah, dude, I was looking at the M1, like IMAX too. Like even there's so, it's it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a panel. It's an iPad. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a large iPad. Which is funny because the new iPad has the M1. Oh, yeah. It just it's came out. Same thing. Oh, really? It just runs iPad OS. The new iPad, yeah. It's, it's $7.99. got a blaze, man. Same chip in everything. That's phenomenal. It's nuts. Yeah, once I found that out from a few different reviews and MKBHD. That's nice. Right? One letter at a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, like one it's like a wheel of fortune. <laughs> it's like LGBTQ, which I'm better at now. Wow. Like now you solve. forgot the two eyes. And... I'd like to solve MKBHD. Yeah, you got it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you win a trip to Spain. Hey, hey, you're, you, know, you know how casual they are with that? They're like, I don't know, you're going to Cancun. <laughs> you ever know watch Wheel of Fortune? Well, you know why? Wait, what? Cancun. It's one of the places they go. Oh. You want to take me to Cancun? I would love to. Take you down in Cancun. Yeah. Well, no, it's on Wheel of Fortune. They Well, I watch it during dinner because we have on the kitchen TV and with the family. And yeah, they have the prize puzzles where if you win, you get the vacation that they promote. But they're always so casual. Like, they win the puzzle, everybody's clapping. They're like, yeah, you're you're going to Mexico. And everyone's like, what? It's like the second round of them. But they doesn't. Oh, by the uh, yeah, Mexico. Yeah, uh, you're going there. And uh, you're going. You're going to Mexico. Pat Sage. You're going to Mexico. What if you don't want to go to Mexico? Then you can just. Can you re- exchange it for like a yacht? For a yacht? You think they're equal in value? <laughs> maybe. You can... <laughs> well, maybe you can exchange it for the uh, the the value of the prize. Because they always say the value. value of the prize. They're like, Cancun, oh. this resort is sponsored by this resort. 3,000 peso value. 3,000 pesos? In the USD. Do you think that? Do you think 3,000 pesos is the same as a yacht? I, I have no conversion. <laughs> like, there's no, Do you have any concept of money? There's nothing there for you to go off of. Put it in Bitcoin. Mexico's not that bad. No, I mean, it's pretty it's cheap. It's very orange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Throw, an, throw an orange tint on that. Yeah, an orange grade. It's a little film joke for you guys out there. Yeah. yeah. Remember when? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget we're live. <laughs> yeah, we're on the internet to four people. So oh, four people now. No, no, like three. I was exaggerating. <laughs> You're exaggerating three <laughs> one, to four. If you can exaggerate, at least go up like ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How is exaggerating? Exaggerating by one. The cloud of one extra person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's where it's at. Those people that I saw because I stopped at the liquor store real quick before I came here, I've never seen people buy that much alcohol before. I go, I was like, what do I want? I took like two minutes just like looking at, I was like, oh, I'll get these and some other things. And I saw these guys in the back of the store, and they looked like they worked there. They were grabbing, like, big crates of things and putting it in. The, I was like, oh, I guess they're restocking some stuff. But when they got to the register, 
I realize they're paying for this stuff. And he starts loading up crate after crate of beer, wine, handles, all different kinds of stuff. And here comes a guy with another shopping cart full of stuff. And here comes a guy with it. I was like, what the fuck's going on? And the guy turns to to us. I'm sitting with just like my three things I want to buy. <laughs> and he turns to us and goes, oh, sorry, guys. We're, you know, we're going to be a minute. But anyway, these guys wound up getting $850 worth of alcohol. That's maybe the most I've ever seen spent. Yeah, it was bananas. I was like, what are they? I mean, it's Memorial Day, but where are you going? <laughs> well, anyway. What else? What else do you want to talk about? You had other stuff. Uh, not really. No? <laughs> I like that game that you said about the... The who? The Reddit game. Oh, yeah. Let's find something. Let's play it. Maybe it'll spark us. Oh, trending on r slash filmmakers. Wow. This might actually be perfect. Topic. Making movies is expensive, and I'm broke. So I'm in the process... This is the, the writer of the posts speaking. So I'm in the process of spending like 4K on making a short film. I was only planning to spend 3K, but the location cost was more than I expected. Oof. I'm kind of broke, and I feel like no one will care about the short film except for me anyway. I haven't spent any money yet. I haven't pulled the trigger. But I guess my question is, is it even worth it? I mean, seriously, is this just an expensive hobby? I mean, they're not wrong. It's it's kind of like how people talk about golf being an expensive hobby. It's like, yeah, I mean, depending on what you want to do, it can be pretty expensive. If he likes the idea and he thinks it's good, chances are other people will too. So don't, don't. <laughs> well, you can't say that. What was that trail off on the end? Other people will tell. Yeah, you right. sound like Rocky. <laughs> was... Oh, you know what I should do? What? Is I should clip these and post them to the things. Reddit? Post them as a comment to the. That's funny. That'd be fun. Anyway. Um, well, yeah, I mean, for context, yeah. that's a lot of money. I'm wondering, I'm, that's what I'm wondering is like what the idea is that makes that location a necessity. And and is there a way to scale that back? That's a good question to ask him because we're 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 pretty experienced with like getting locations and finding locations, and it sounds like this is like his first time. I mean, that's just everyone's saying in the comments the same thing is like the trick is produced within your means. You know, it's like not that's what this guy said. Yeah, yeah. Really, if you if you're just starting out and you have, you're working with that little amount of money, and uh, you know. I forgot what I was going to say. No, that's okay. I mean, I like I said, I think without context, there's not actually a lot to talk about here. <laughs> I mean, beyond the things that everyone kind of already knows of, if you're small starting out, like, do it with what you have. You have a phone. You have a, you know, I mean, I know everyone says that's so cliche, but it's just, it's just true, man. A lot of Look times. At TikTok, like, people are literally yeah. massive just because they dance on their phone on TikTok. Or even make, like, little VFX shorts of all my you know, people I know that do that kind of thing. Yep. Like they're just using their phones or, or GoPros, 360 cameras, like, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's just, I mean, you run into the people too of like, they want to make a feature yeah. with like nothing. It's no, it's not worth it. You have to play to your format. One thing that guy says too is that, you know, is this even worth it? Who's going to watch it or something? What do you say something along those lines? I feel like no one will care about the short film except for me. Well, that part... That part's true, especially if it's your first. <laughs> if it is your, if it That's is what your, I'm saying, if it is your first thing, yeah, no one's gonna watch it, and no one's gonna care about it. But you have to Except do for it, your family. But you have, and your, well, your friends too, probably. But you have uh. to, <laughs> you have to do it. You have to push through those, uh, those years, those months, whatever it is, those, those first five, ten projects that you're gonna make that are gonna be completely terrible. But you have to do it. Well, uh. The account name was Mean Boyfriend. That was That's, that was the account name? Yeah. Hmm. We wish you the best of luck. Being mean. Being mean. <laughs> I'll give you an up. I'll give you an up vote. Try to give him a down vote. <laughs> a singular. Not enough detail. Uh, here's, here's one on the other side of that. <laughs> I finished my facial length film. What do I do now? <laughs> That's the whole question? Yeah. No, I mean, there's a whole paragraph of context. I don't know. Let's read this one, actually. I'm proud to say I've directed my first feature-length comedy film shot in black and white. Honestly, the whole project is decently professional. I've gotten great results with a few dozen people I've screened it to. Though the film was definitely for degenerate eyes. uh, Yeah. It's, It's similar fashion to Freddy Got Fingered. 
but now I have a serious issue. Where do I post it? I have a decent YouTube channel where I could post it, but I don't want this film to be a YouTube film. Okay. I really like to get on an Amazon Prime as some sort of official streaming service where it can be viewed in a mainstream setting. I don't have any distribution money as I spent my entire 40 grand budget on the film. I want this film to be taken seriously and I'm annoyed there aren't more avenues to distribute to distribute it. When writing a book, I was able to easily self-distribute that to where it showed up on Wikipedia and various websites automatically. Any option like that for filmmakers. I have so many questions. <laughs> well, you can publish to Amazon Prime by yourself. We could do that if we try hard enough. What does that mean? You can just submit. <laughs> oh, okay. Like Netflix <laughs> needs to be like invited, kind of. But like Amazon Prime, you can just submit to like YouTube. You just have to, there's a lot more layers to it. Hmm. Um, look for similar movies with low budgets and contact their distributors. That's interesting. Oh, mm. That's a good idea. Oh, then he commented on that comment and said, I'm okay with giving this movie away for next to nothing. Profit is not my worry. Building a name slash official portfolio is all I want for the near future. This guy seems weird, doesn't he? 40 grand on a feature. Oh, um, yeah, I don't know. Pretty I guess that's cheap. So Andrew Husserk has a question. All right, Andy K, what do you have to say? Question. He says, um, <clears throat> solo filmmaker versus a duo team filmmaker. Like, I've always argued that making movies or any creative with another person is like four times better than being a solo creator. Personal examples, Josh and Andrew, Ryan and Chris, Chris and Mike, Sam and Nico, Freddie and Brandon, those brothers who made the Lego movie. <laughs> <laughs> um... I guess it was oh, a yeah. question, like I specifically mean, a duo. Well, so I think I think the I think the reason you hear the duos like that so much is I think it's two is two two is better than one. It's yeah. Well, I think else. I think certain personalities just mesh so well yeah. together. The ability to bounce things off of somebody and have them think about it in a different way—that's what gets the the stuff done. Is then, when you get yeah. stumped. So there's always somebody to turn around on its head. You know. I think that's what comes to my mind immediately of just of why it's uh, why it's just so much easier to to have two two heads better than one, right? I think when people can do it solo, like I give them a lot of credit because you know I envy people that can constantly churn out ideas and and have direction in any circumstance. Yeah, you know. Whereas, like I always feel like I need to again bounce all those ideas off of other people or. Or just have sort of a collaborative environment as opposed to just being like, oh, I got it. You know, I, I, I never just have it. <laughs> yeah, I always feel more comfortable in like a partnership. Yeah, I think it's just a lot to do with personalities and stuff. Now I'm just scrolling the cinematography Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> what lens should I buy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's one. Here, here you go, Mike. Manual focus tips while filming wedding. <laughs> I purchased an A7 II prepared for the fact that AF is lacking. How's everyone's experience been with this? Uh, I've always filmed weddings in autofocus. I'm a newbie. It's hard enough for me to focus on a variable ND and histogram to make sure his exposure is correct, let alone focus peaking. I know I need to get a bigger monitor. You don't need focus peaking. <laughs> you don't need a monitor either. Uh, yeah, I do. For a, for a wedding, there's no, there's no. Yeah, I mean, yeah. See, that's why I wouldn't want to do it. <laughs> I, I never even use a monitor for almost anything. I used to use the regular. I, just, I don't use. I use a monitor if I tripod something. Although my exposure has been a little bit under, I've realized false colors. I use it for false colors. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I I don't I just eye it. I don't want. Is that like the one thing they can't put into cameras? That's like the one thing that I love. I mean, so what I've done is I put, I put my zebras at. 60 or 70% IRE, which is where skin tone is supposed to land. So that's how I judge when I'm not using a monitor on like a little tiny thing. Because you just, you can't trust those LCDs on on things. What was the guy's question? I don't know. How to use a manual lens <laughs> on a wedding? Um, I just manual focus. Yeah, manually, yeah. <laughs> Get really, really familiar with uh, the way it turns. Um, he's. I think he said he's used to using... Autofocus. I don't know what he's shooting before this, but apparently the A7 II lacks in autofocus. I have, I have a good one. One a $2,500 grant. Equipment recommendations? Question mark. Wait, wait, how much? Shut up. 
I'm a student. <laughs> I'm a student documentary filmmaker and have never had my own gear before, so I'll be spending it mostly on that. I've only shot DSLRs before, but would love to expand beyond the DSLR. Almost the I'll mostly be shooting running gun footage for a short film documentary. First comment, Black Magic 6K. <laughs> <laughs> Black Magic 6K. Black Magic. Buy it. You said 25 grand? No, 2500. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. would be like an that would be, Alexa. That would be a body. <laughs> yeah. I would say get the Black Magic 4K. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And lenses. And get lenses. Yep. Well, that's the thing is like, what do you want to invest in? You know, what did this person say? How many watts do I need for an outdoor fill light for interviews? Three. 600D wasn't enough. <laughs> what? Recently rented an Aperture 600D for outdoor interview. I found it wasn't powerful enough as a hybrid key fill light. Airplanes? I say hybrid because the sun was high and acting more like an ambient light. I was using the 600D to try and bring up my skin tone levels to not blow out the sky. Ultimately, my sky was still too bright to compare to my skin. How? I was shooting the 600D through a 45 power bollock with no... Oh, one layer of silk. Huh. You just can't. You have to use a silk on the sun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what this guy's saying. On a clear day, the sun is going to be brighter than any instrument. <laughs> so you kind of need to work with it. <laughs> yeah, the only... You can only do that with a, do that with a strobe. A strobe. But I'm saying he's using it as a fill. Yeah, you just can't. It's still bright. If it's, if it's, I don't understand. I don't know. Maybe we're not thinking. If it's not a right. cloudy day. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be impossible. Right. Um, all right, anyway, I'm done, Ready? That was it? Oh. Oh, I don't know. Do you want, you want to do more? That was a bad do question. More, yeah, do one more. Encore, encore. You guys like this? I don't know. It's talk, talk, talking. <laughs> all right, question from... <laughs> more talking. <laughs> I, I don't know, talking. <laughs> we're just, we're just talking. Uh, question from a new filmmaker. I have written and am writing. I don't know how those two things could simultaneously be true <laughs> you either wrote it or you're writing it it's never done all right a couple of different short films but all i have is a phone and myself <laughs> that's all he that's all you need <laughs> where do you live <laughs> should i try to contact actors or should i just write films with only one actor you also any affordable camera suggestions would be nice i already have good editing software See, this, this, this is something that I've always, uh, so people in the uh, SaberComp Discord say very, very similar things. They wish they enter, they want to enter, but, you know, I got no one to make this with me. I got no one. And, and it's, it's really easy to just say, don't you have any friends? Where's your friends? You know what I mean? But the sad truth of it is, is that there are people who don't have the same like privileges or access to to friends or people that we do. It's true. Don't cut Chris. <laughs> it, well, I don't know. It's true. I'm trying to be nice about it, but it's I know I thought you were just gonna be so brutal. Some people don't have friends. No people who are not privileged don't have access to friends. <laughs> yeah, but it's true though. I think it's the wrong phrasing. Well what else would you say? No, you see he said it right. I would thought he was gonna say it like really wrong. I mean, I would say specifically like people that actually care about the same like filmmaking. Yeah, yeah, but he's saying as far as like, oh, do I just do I find actors or do I just use myself? That's a case that we've all experienced where we just use our friends. Whether they're actors or not, we all use we all use our friends. Yeah. And we I still do it, even though they're not actors. Maybe if you don't have friends, you shouldn't be filmmaking. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> That's more brutal and ruthless. Than... No, people do. No, people do solo stuff all the time. People do solo stuff all the time. But he's sounding like he needs people, needs actors. It depends on where you are in, in the world too. Like right. we live in near media hub, yeah. a media hub where there's a ton of people trying to be actors. New York and LA have just have a ton of people trying to act. Yeah. If you're in the middle of the country, like I don't know, maybe you can find people, maybe not. Yeah, we we, uh, you know, we all had the, uh, you know. Uh, what'd you say? What are you trying to say? Nothing. Bah. <laughs> Unique sound. Full sheep. 
Brian goes full sheep. All right, we have an episode name. Thank God. Brian goes, goes full, full sheep. sheep. You got to watch the two hours just to get to it. Brian says, Trying to say we all were lucky enough to go to college together. That's huge. That's you huge, know? too, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and have that kind of, uh, you know, campus life with so many people with similar interests. Whereas that's eat, why you eat, go. Yeah. You meet people that have I mean, those interests. I, I always say that about TCNG, about the number one thing we got there was just people to work with. Connections. Yeah. Right. Um, because we pretty much could have done everything we did without going to college. Yeah. Um, but we got opportunities there we get, met people there and that's the whole thing and there's you know that's a great way to do it well, there's people who don't have access to that because that's like what we're talking to austin about he didn't go to school for that so he didn't have he wants to get into it wants to do it he has a real passion to to it's make hard to get into it now as an adult how do you get into it as an adult if you don't have those established connections and you weren't collaborative in that same environment around all those same minded people where do you go there's no like filmmaking the thing down the street that you could just go to. Yeah, I mean, I've I've felt that about, you know, being working in New York and stuff and, like, I haven't found people besides you guys that I could continue the hobby with. Um, well, you found a lot of people in Edit Party. Yeah, I was about to say that, too. Like, you know, Edit Party was this online Zoom community that sort of grew out of the quarantine. I think the pandemic, that was what's one of the, like the good outcomes of the pandemic is that it brought a lot of people together in places that you wouldn't have expected. Yeah. I mean, like I've gotten jobs from Edit Party. I've made friends. I might be moving in with people from Edit Party. Like it's, it's kind of wild. It's essentially the same benefits and outcomes that like college gave you. Yeah. Honestly, it feels like it feels like a uh, a college major of people, but adults. Right. You know? And some people are actually in school, too. So it just feels like the same thing. I needed that. You know, I needed a community like that. And I, that's why I encourage everyone to just be a part of it or find other outlets that are similar. Yeah, as I say, would you give that as advice to someone who is solo trying to make it on their own and like, hey, I don't know. I don't yeah. know anybody. Yeah. We have this woman who's a world traveler and TikTok documentary filmmaker solo adventurer she's has some people that she has as a crew but like she's made a huge on tiktok and now she's just part of the edit party and she just comes and hangs out and she travels everywhere by herself and you know i don't know if she had people that she knew in the sort of editing world before that but now she knows a whole group of people and it's just like insane to see that so i hope those sort of communities continue to grow either online or in person or like, I feel like I I hope that there's more avenues for people to find each other, you know? Yeah. That's the thing, too, because you could go on Facebook, and I think Facebook has, like, NJ film groups and whatever, and you could have, like, different film groups and stuff like that. But you're meeting people and you're, and you're talking to people on a on a much different level than, like, this, fa like, a Facebook film group. Because yeah. I've been, I think I'm in a few of them, and I've seen, it's, like, just people shouting things out and asking questions or, like, oh, I need some people for a crew or whatever. You can join that, sure, but you're not going to get a connection with someone. You're not going to meet someone that you're going to make movies with. Like if, if there was something for Edit Party, but lo but done on a more local scale, that would be something where like a connection or a partnership like like you and I or like you and, and you and Ryan could blossom from something like that if that was on, on a more local level. I, I mean, I think it has. I mean, especially people that live out in L.A., like they found each other. Those guys, yeah. And, and people in New York, too. So I think it, if there's the coincidence that people are already local, it's great. I think then people then have those connections for when they are in the same place. Um, the other thing that that's also kind of added to it is Clubhouse. If you don't know, Clubhouse is the audio app connection app or you know networking app, and it's like a bunch of conference calls. And I was in so many like filmmaking and photography ones when it first started out, and people were like just so jazzed to be meeting each other and connecting. There was rooms just called like filmmakers networking. And it would just be people follow each other or just say like where they go around this horn of like where they're from, what they do. And if you want to follow me and, and chat me up, you can. And it was just like instant networking. It was kind of spectacular. Yeah. Especially when it was like the tail end of the pandemic and or like the second wave during the, the winter when everyone was still home. But um, that sort of fizzled out now, I think. It still kind of goes. But the filmmaking rooms, like everyone talked about everything they could possibly talk about in filmmaking and then just got tired of it. 
Yeah. So it's kind of died out, but um, to kind of see it firsthand, like every so many people just like connecting and so excited about the fact that they're finding other people that do the same thing they do, like people want it. And then people need to, there seems to be better avenues to find it, I think. And it's, mm. I don't know if it's a solution besides like these online sort of connections. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Doesn't help that guy and his question. Really? I mean, that was a while ago. I don't even <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, what the guy that said is, oh, it's only me? Go watch. There's a kid on YouTube who made John Wick with himself. You ever see, did you see that? He made it with himself? Yeah, he made it with himself. He plays every character. <laughs> and he kills and fights himself. Is it like clone VFX? Yeah. Oh, wow. But it's like not bad. It's like a young kid, but it's like not bad. It's pretty funny. Interesting. Pretty good. It has like millions of views. Action movie by himself. Where he fights and kills himself. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Dude, how do you? <sighs> Joel Haver is such so interesting because he really he started breaking out with the animated videos, but he's been making the same style of shorts for two and a half or three years on that channel. Yeah. And he's been releasing pretty damn consistently. I think he had about 3,000 subs in December. How do you think that feels for him to, to finally have such overwhelming support for what he's doing after doing it for so long? Well, it's funny because I just watched a podcast with him that he was on somebody else's podcast. And he said, uh, they asked him that same question. Yeah. And he said, it's it's overwhelming, but it's a, he's all, it also feels like a long time coming because sure. you said he's been doing it for two years yeah. consistently. Well, that's the thing is like, you can say that Sure, maybe two years in, in internet time for producing content doesn't seem like that long, but the rate at which he was going of original content, even if it was, um, you know, more improvised and whatnot, that's so, so much commitment from one guy, you know, or maybe, you know, his body that's helping him out, but still, it, it's been all on him. I'm pretty sure they still improv. Yeah, no, they they have to. I mean, because they work every single week. I mean, well, when you think about it, too, it's sure maybe that's that's kind of like what we did with day night of like, yeah, maybe that's less work on the front end and getting the thing produced, but you still have all the back end where you're editing it and like picking those takes and stuff. So it's like doing it's like us it's a trade off, right? Yeah. It's like us doing a date night level thing. Well, you could argue that that's more well produced than some of the stuff that he puts out in terms of like cinema quality. You, if you knock the time it takes to well, no, make it look like that. Exactly. You're taking the time to make it look good. Yeah. So it's kind of like doing date night every single week or putting out something like date night every single yeah. week. That's a lot to think about. No, it's That's what I'm saying is like, if anybody deserves it, it's him, man. He's got that niche now. It's fantastic. I think my favorite one is still the space trial one. With the with the two guys holding hands. Oh yeah, and they're on trial. And they're on hands. trial. Yeah. And again, the guys just like, I don't high care. out of his mind. <laughs> Can we get the rebels on the phone? Do we? Yeah, I got their phone number right here. That's <laughs> 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 like, so stupid. Well, Chris, given the opportunity, would you would you ever pursue or want to pursue something like that on YouTube? I don't know about a career on YouTube, but pursue like constant content. What if? we decided to challenge ourselves to make a short every month, every two weeks. Would that be something? Two hours. Every two <laughs> hours, we make, we make a short and put it out. <laughs> would that be something that you would be? Yeah, I think so. You have to, um, you have to, you know, take a visit to the quality time slider. Yeah. <laughs> like Joel Haver. Right. So time down, quality down. It doesn't doesn't mean content down like content content quality is it stays the same no matter what it's kind of like you know how people say of like if your story is good people will watch it that's what he has right that's what he has great delivery and like fantastic you know storytelling and people eat that shit up even if it doesn't even if it doesn't look well, they great. forgive all but, that but, other stuff well it's not even forgiveness at that point because he made it a part of his style true and it just works you know. So there's there's all that going into it, but regardless, you're just not going to have the time to make everything look like a fucking movie. 
which we, you know, love doing because we, you know, love movies. <laughs> right. That's what's a weird trade-off that if we were to do something sure. to pump out more content, we'd be sacrificing the one thing that we usually care about. So yeah, much. I mean, unless we all quit our jobs. <laughs> right. Okay. And then we have no, no money to make the things eventually. <laughs> start an agency. Well, yeah, we start our own agency. Sterling Cooper, Draper Price, <laughs> Lundy, Lau, Yadish, CMYK. <laughs> we almost have it. But that almost that almost works. Yadvish? Chris, Mike Yadvish. <laughs> Chris, Mike Yadvish. <laughs> you get to have your full name. Yeah, yeah. I have to. I have to. It's <laughs> a necessity. It's really, it's really consider ourselves lucky, really. <laughs> I'm sandwiched in between, though. But it's really, I mean. And then Ryan and Josh are no part of it. Yeah, yeah. We're just on the. Uh, or they're, yeah, they just don't, they're not in the name, but they can be part of the thing. We're employees. CMYK. All because we go with a color thing. Well, <sighs> <laughs> I had to think because you brought up about quitting our jobs. Yeah, so, you want to quit? <laughs> yeah, on, on the on the record, just tell both here. Both yeah, yeah. You want to quit your job? Yep, yep. So I was thinking about this, the concept of writing a treatment and yep. making a teaser with the idea of selling your project to get made versus pitching your script to get funding for you to make it yourself. Obviously, one is a lot more responsibility than the other because when you have to actually go make the thing for the position that like that we're all in we have full-time jobs and we all do our own thing and we come together a few times a year essentially to make a short film or two short films would we be better off trying to sell that idea make a teaser which is which is like doing what we can you know you record you can just make a, a, a one scene from your script when you think about it like that it's just oh wow we can do that that's a lot easier and we write the whole script because that's like more, that's less time consuming and you just, and you pitch that around to be sold or be made. It's like, what do we want to do? Yeah. But what makes more sense for us? Patreon. Crowdfunding's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to think about in that. Because it's like, what do you want the end product to be? Do you want to make money and try and go somewhere and do more things, meet more people? Mm -hmm. Or do you want to get the job done yourself? Take more time and resources to do so personal resources and, and it would take more time to get to that you know final result yeah i was just thinking about this because wanting to discuss bigger ideas wanting to explore not necessarily feature film stuff but just maybe longer short films that with the goal in mind of film festival type stuff rather than youtube try to pursue or explore like what that next level would be and do we even have time to do that? At this point, I feel like we made, you know, Star Wars and that was fantastic. Mm -hmm. But it's just hard to, to dedicate that much time when you're working full time. Well, the thing. You could, just, you could just stay working full time and just kind of, and then once a year you make a five minute short film, you can just do that until you die. I know I don't want that. Yeah, I don't want that yeah. to be the thing, the case. We talked about having the means and, you know, technically we do have the means. We, we've we talked just, about it all the time. Yeah, if we all just like picked up and dropped what we were doing. And <laughs> well, we, we could. We could I mean, do it. you, you yeah, could do it. No you could literally do it. We next could do it week. for six months. <laughs> yeah, least. yeah, you could do. It. Yeah, you could do it temporarily, then stop. I told. I was telling Andy. Um, I don't even want to do anything on my own. I want to work in a oh, group. I want to work collaboratively. Oh, no. Of course. I mean, if anything, you need to expand. Exactly. Number. Like we were talking about. That's why we met with what's his name, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what's his name? I'm sure he appreciates that. Um, uh, Austin. Uh, Austin. <laughs> I had it. I knew it was a city in Texas. I just couldn't remember which one. The Houston. <laughs> I only know two, so. <laughs> you don't know Dallas. <laughs> but, uh. No, what about the. Houston. <laughs> Houston, that? Austin, Dallas. Houston, Austin, Dallas. There's That's the big three, isn't it? Yeah, there's another one. There's like uh, uh, Alamo. <laughs> the Alamo. The Alamo. I, is that correct? It's, it could be. I'm sure there's more cities. <laughs> Are you sure? I don't know. I, well, I've never been there. You've so never been there. You couldn't tell me. Everyone name a city in Texas. And if you name at least five that we didn't name. <laughs> at least I'll, five? Yeah. Oh, you'll do what? They have the internet. What will, what will you do? I'll uh, 
Send them a sticker. Do we have those? Oh, well, I have one more fun thing to talk about. Sure. Um, uh, Because one of the other fun toys that we got between last episode and this is the Cine-Eye. Which Ryan has had in his possession for the last two weeks. (laughs) Because he can't get enough of it. (laughs) My my boss is absolutely obsessed with it. He thinks it's the greatest thing that we've ever possibly purchased. And it's not even theirs yet. (laughs) (laughs) It's Chris's. We need to just buy it off Chris at this point. With the uh, monitor? So what this is, for anyone that doesn't know about it, is you hear about, you know, wireless video transmission systems. This is like the next level. Low budget, but the best thing that has ever existed for this type of the stuff type of stuff that we do. And for just for just monitoring in general, it's one of the cheapest things out there. Yeah. Because it basically doesn't have a receiver. It's just a transmitter that transmits any HDMI signal to an app on a phone. It could be iOS, could be Android, iPad, which is what we're excited about to get it on a nice big display. Mm-hmm. And it is your director's monitor. It is your client monitor. It is your checking focus monitor. Uh, the app has the tools built in, f- false colors, zebras, focus beaking, anything you want, histograms. Like, that's pretty crazy for 250 bucks mm-hmm. and up to four devices simultaneously. The first time. What more do you want? The first time we used it was for uh, a commercial or PR um, lifestyle foot photography shoot. Mm-hmm. And we literally had an apartment rented in Brooklyn. The client was on the couch in the living room with an iPad. I had my phone outside of, we were shooting in like a bathroom. And I was, I couldn't, I didn't have to be in right behind the camera. We had two, yeah. two phones, director and me. And then we had the photographer in there with the model. And like everyone was able to just see what was going on. Slides right into the cold shoe. Literally, yeah. And my boss was like, I honestly have no idea what we would have done without this. And it was the first time we ever used anything like it. We don't even like run wires to monitors. We just like look over the shoulder of the camera guy. And the fact that we had all this wireless monitoring was just, we honestly, again, we don't know how we would have gotten the It's so seamless. Yeah. And you don't need another monitor. You don't need something else that takes batteries. Especially because our phone monitors are so good. They're, they're literally HDR screens. Yes, Color calibrated HDR screens. Exactly. So it's the best you can possibly get. And it's just everyone has one. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I just remember that because Ryan just gave it back to me. And now I, well, I now gave I it back to back you. Again. That's right. <laughs> He's like, can I borrow it again? And I was like, I don't really need it. <laughs> yeah, we used it for two, two days this week. Amazing. So, um, yeah, I think that's about all there is to talk about, gents. And uh, I hope everyone, uh, everyone's doing well out there and doing their thing. That's nice of you. Yeah. Does anybody have any last no. words? Bah. <laughs> bah. <laughs> bah. <laughs> For more content, check out Helium Turtle Studios on YouTube where we post our short films, video tutorials, and behind the scenes.